Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. How you doing this morning? Doing great, man. I'm enjoying our view perched high atop the uh, Building A at Livingston. Well, here we are looking right out this window. Hopefully, we'll get our offices set up soon so that we can go ahead and do that in you our new offices. That, but I do That's appreciate exciting. the view. It is the high point on Livingston Avenue. It is. It is great. How about we get to the high point of Matthew chapter 16? All right. So I'm going to be reading today Matthew 16, verses 5 through 12 from the New King James Version. I'm not sure if this is the high point. I was just trying to make a segue. Okay. Well, we'll keep working on that. <laughs> so in verse where, no, verse five, verse five. Now, when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying, it is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus being aware of it said to them, oh, you a little faith. Why do you reason among yourselves? Because you have brought no bread. Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When I read this story, it... Um, to me, it's I, a little comical. <laughs> well, it is that, for sure. <laughs> However, it this is one of those stories that really makes me concerned about me. Okay. And what I mean by that is, I think Peter, Andrew, James, and John, Matthew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, these guys, I don't think they believed they weren't getting it. I, I think they thought, hey, we understand. We're following Jesus. This is our guy. We... But they were so missing it. Mm. And it just it's just one of those things that causes me to step back and say, man, I've got to be careful because I'm pretty certain I always get it. I'm pretty certain I'm always on top of things. And yet here's this this illustration of just saying, you know what? I gotta I gotta be humble. I've got to continually be in the word. I've got to be searching and researching and studying and restudying and just make sure, look, I'm, I'm getting what Jesus is putting down because these guys thought they were, but they weren't. And from our perspective, it's just absolutely comical how much they're missing it. Well, yeah, and, and I think that's really uh, a great point to say and a great lesson to learn. I think that it's easy for us to see some connections here because we're looking at on a, a page as opposed to, you know, these are the, the inspired recollections of, you know, in the moment, what was going on there. I do see the connection, though, that in verses 1 through 4 in our discussion yesterday, yesterday's episode, it's the Pharisees and the Sadducees who are testing Jesus. And it seems as even as they take this boat ride back across the water, uh, he... He, the Lord is still, I don't know if the word is irritated, troubled, but he's bothered about these Pharisees and Sadducees because he's still talking about it at the end of the boat ride. <laughs> you know, in last week's chapter, Peter called something a parable and we both thought, eh, that doesn't seem much like a parable. This is much more like a parable because he says, beware the leaven 
and they misunderstand. This this has got to be something about bread. And And we've done something wrong now because we didn't take bread. We were supposed to bring our own bread rather than potentially having to rely on bread that came from the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but we messed up. Mm -hmm. And Jesus just basically says, guys, seriously, if I'm hungry, I... I don't need you to get bread. I'm, do, you, do you not remember what happened with the 5,000 and then with the 4,000? If I get hungry, I'm going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there will be bread. And it's, if you guys are hungry and I need to feed you, we're going to eat. Can you not? Yeah. He a, asked them to remember how many baskets they got back. Yeah, that's interesting. You though. know, with, with the feeding of the 5,000, you have 12 baskets. One for each over, apostle. One for each apostle. Seven baskets from the feeding of the 4,000. Which and, is one for each loaf that they started with. Okay, that's a great connection there too, and, and also the number seven, which I think for is the a divine, and yeah, yeah, the number of the divine, and so it's all about God provides. Yeah, you've had the bread. It's not about bread. I'll get you bread. And so when I say Jesus is pointing out, when I say beware the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you, guys, can you surely you should know I'm not talking about actual bread. I I'm not worried about bread that I eat. In fact, you know, one of the things, I don't know why he didn't also say, guys, don't you remember when I pointed out that what goes into your mouth doesn't defile you? <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great point. So if it's if it's leaven, I mean, if we're talking about literal leaven that happened to belong to a Pharisee or a Sadducee, I wouldn't care about that. Right. You guys need to be paying attention and piecing these things together. Finally, Jesus walks them through and they understand that he's actually talking about the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about Pharisees. Most folks probably who've been listening to these conversations grasp who the Pharisees are and what their teaching was. What about the Sadducees? Fill me in on that a little bit. The Sadducees were a different sect of first century Judaism. They were more aligned with what was going on with the temple. Uh, And uh, so they had a good representation on the Sanhedrin Council, which was the ruling body of Jews there in Jerusalem. Uh, they seem to have aligned themselves, I think we're taught in history, more with the kind of the elites and even the Gentiles. They had some doctrinal peculiarities. They did not believe in uh, spiritual beings like angels or the resurrection, life after death. So they're, they're kind of rich materialists, religionists. Because that was so, there was a lot of friction between them and the Pharisees, who were much more fundamental in the reading of the scriptures and would point out, well, there absolutely is resurrection and, and eternal life, angels, yeah. things like this. It's so, interesting that these groups could come together to face off against Jesus. You know, what is it that Jesus poses against, or, you know, what is the danger that Jesus poses against both of them? Okay, so let me make sure I'm understanding if we want to let where the rubber hits the road on this. The Sadducees were a much more materialistic, earthbound kind of thing. This life. Yeah, this life. The the blessing, and w- which would explain why they might connect with the Romans a little better, because, hey, it seems like God's blessing the Romans, and if we're going to get blessed, it's going to be through them. We That's don't a good want point. To, They're in we, power. We don't want to upset the Romans, because then we lose the blessing. Yeah. Whereas the Pharisees were a whole lot more of about the fact that look, we we've got another blessing that's coming, but it's sure in this guy. He's yeah, he's yeah. not the one that's that's proclaiming it. So well, these two well, that were really opposed to each other come together to be opposed to Jesus. Which makes me wonder what doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees do they need to watch out for? Well, all of them. 
all of their doctrines, <laughs> all of their well, teachings. Of, well, okay, let me. Let or me is back it up. the things they're saying about Jesus? Is it the lies that they're spreading about Jesus? Well, first of all, I don't think Pharisees and Sadducees got everything wrong. I don't think they there, did. There were things from the law that they followed and taught accurately and correctly, and those things were supposed to be followed. I mean, even Jesus talked about the Pharisees and the scribes and said, do what they say, but not what they do. They sit in the seat of Moses. They're, they're teaching the law. They're just not always following it. Right. Was, was one of his points in Matthew chapter 23. So I'm, I'm not saying that everything the Pharisees said and everything the Sadducees said were, were wrong. But what Jesus is pointing out to his apostles is, look— God is the source of truth. Mm -hmm. Jesus is pointing out that he is the source of truth. Where Pharisees and Sadducees align with him, okay, they're teaching truth. But when they, when they go away from what Jesus is teaching, that's error. Don't let that creep in and impact you. I think there's the issue of error. I think also in this idea of leaven or yeast, there's an influence there. Uh, in fact, the Lord in Matthew 13 used the idea of yeast in the lumps as one of the parables for his kingdom. Mm. Uh, so that you know, that idea of, of, of growth and expansion, if the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees can have that same type of influence and expansion, it's going to be bad. I think particularly in light of what we just saw earlier in the reading in yesterday's program, they're never satisfied with the signs, with the demonstration and the evidence that Jesus is the Christ. I think there's a warning here about that kind of skepticism, that kind type of stubbornness that that his disciples would turn against him and turn against the truth. In the context of what's happening for them in Matthew chapter 16 and what's just happened is the Pharisees and the Sadducees have attacked and tried to discredit Jesus brings them up. But I want to think about this as also just kind of a principle, a principle of using this leaven metaphor, this okay. leaven parable. Yeah. Because in Mark's, in, in a parallel passage in Mark, Mark chapter 8 and verse 15, there Jesus talks about the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. Okay, that's right. So this is a principle that's just looking at, there are opposing worldviews. Mm. There are opposing philosophies. There mm -hmm. are opposing approaches to truth other than Jesus' approach to truth, other than his kingdom's approach to truth. And what Jesus is pointing out is, look, you need to be careful because just as the kingdom is like leaven that gets into a, a little bit, gets into a lump and it'll spread through the whole thing. If you're, if you're actually getting the influence from some other source, it's going to get in there and it's going to worm its way through everything. It's going to taint everything about you and about everything that you teach, and it will destroy you. Okay, so we got we to think about this for a minute because I believe we're living at a time and in a society where the idea of truth is so... Um, I guess, broad, <laughs> non-existent. Well, it's not objective. Yeah. But, but you know, the idea is we, we, if we take a little bit from everything, if there's this kind of synergism of all suggested wisdoms of all the sages and all the religions, maybe somehow if we get all that together, that, that could be true. This blows that up. This, I think, stands for the idea of an exclusivity of the teaching of Jesus, that if we're going to bring in the leaven of Pharisees and Sadducees or worldviews, like you say, 
nothing good is going to come of that. If we can just get very pointed, what Jesus highlights is that there are other evangelists out there than just kingdom evangelists. There's okay. other evangelizing going on other than just kingdom evangelizing. The world, the culture, the society, false religions, even even people who are supposedly submitting to God and yet are twisting and perverting. Because again, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were Jews. They were yeah, a part of they the both people say of God. We're Jews. But they were not teaching the truth about the coming Messiah, and it was impacting all kinds of things. What Jesus is pointing out is, look, you need to be on guard. Mm. These things will influence you. It will get into your heart and your mind, and it will spread all the way through. And we've got to be concerned about the day. As you just pointed out, we're in this day and age where truth is very subjective. It's very Quote, I was personal. It's my truth. I mean, look, I grew up in a day and age when someone wanted to sing a song about your own personal Jesus, mm-hmm. as if when I make Jesus my personal Savior, it, it's however I want it to be. And these things that we see in our TV shows and read in our books and in our magazine articles and even our news stories on Facebook posts and tweets and in songs that are playing on the radio, we have to beware the leaven of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, the, the, the worldly pagan atheistic philosophers, the, uh, the, the term that I've come up with, and I might have borrowed it from somewhere, but this kind of therapeutic pragmatism, that it's all just about what makes me feel good in the moment. Mm-hmm. And as long as it makes me feel good, it's the right thing. It weasels yeah. its way in, and it will impact us. And the thing is, it happens in unwitting ways. We don't realize we're being evangelized, and we don't realize that it's impacting us. Yeah. And so Jesus said, Guys, be on your guard. Mm -hmm. Be on your guard. This stuff is influential. Don't think you can just walk through life recklessly and carelessly and overcome this. You have to have your guard up because it's everywhere. And I think that's where we are today. We have to have our guard up. There's a lot of leaven to be aware of. So let's pray about that and we'll wrap up today. Holy God, we need your help. We are surrounded by the leaven, maybe not of the Pharisees and Sadducees and the Herodians, though I think there's some great parallels, uh, true parallels between their perspectives and perspectives of this postmodern, post-Christian world. But we realize that the leaven of the enemy is all around us. Help us to have our guard up. We realize that we can't get out of this world. We're not, you, you're not even asking us to. We're in the world, but help us to not be of the world. And may we not be influenced by the leaven of the world and the teaching and the doctrines and the influence. May we have our guard up so that we can be who you want us to be. And Lord God, we pray that you would strengthen us with wisdom and insight and courage and conviction and faith that we might bring glory to you no matter what the world says. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Engage. <laughs> I don't know why I blow this every Tuesday and Thursday. Make it so, number one.